Welcome back to Ready, Set, Review, your favorite podcast for movies, comics, and culture. I'm Matt. I'm Anthony. And we are here today back at a shared universe in Red Bank. Uh, And we are here today to talk about Top Gun and uh, Obi-Wan, the first half of Obi-Wan, at least. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, for those of you that might not be aware of that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Is there anyone in this universe that is not familiar with Obi-Wan Kenobi? I mean, listen, if you're listening to the show by now and don't know who Obi-Wan is, I mean, you're probably, you accidentally stumbled onto our show and you're in the wrong place. So uh, welcome, but like... Also, move on, please. I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, ben. Old, old Ben Kenobi. Maybe he means old Ben yeah, Kenobi. Old ben Kenobi. <laughs> what a crazy random happenstance. Well, it's funny, you know. I was I was looking at something the other day that just like made me think. You know, you, you don't like sometimes you don't think about certain things, and it's like you know, Ben Ben changed his name, right? Or Obi Wan yes. changed his name. Still ben. kept like the Kenobi, but then like also uh, Owen and Baru Lars just. Kept the name Skywalker, like you know, yeah, you know, like at the time when you first watch, you know, A New Hope, you like don't think anything of it. But now that we have all of the Clone Wars and Rebels continuity, you're like, okay, wait a minute, like that's everybody knows the name Skywalker, sp- specifically like the Inquisitors and stuff. You're like, that's that's just not a good idea. That's yeah, not but a great I, idea. I mean, you know, Tatooine is a border planet, right? So it's not exactly like there is the the Empire or like, I don't know, like taxes that people pay. You don't register well, your like people. Like you don't have a driver's license, I don't think. Well, so that's what I was going to say <laughs> that I that I find funny about this about Star Wars in general is that even in the even in the core systems, like when you go through even like the prequels and you watch the movies, right? All of this futuristic space age, space age scientific technology or whatever, and you like the way certain plot points work, you realize that they don't have basic stuff that we have in our society such yeah. as like a driver's license or like an identification or like nobody like there's not a phone book right like no planets have just phone books or directories lying around everybody has to like it's always oh I know this guy and you know this guy it's always like they're all yeah. like goombas right everybody knows a guy who knows, <laughs> who knows another guy? guy like it's That's never right. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, nothing is on the record <laughs> yeah I mean there, there's there's no Google I think in, in the Star Wars times yeah. or, or is there? I don't know. Well, it's so funny because like everybody, every sci-fi thing that you watch, right? They predict all of these thing, all of these ways that the future will enhance technology, and they yep. miss the ways that like it actually has. Like the internet <laughs> just doesn't exist in any like futuristic sci-fi world. It's no. everything but that. <laughs> no, in fact, it like. It even seems that the Galactic Empire has more of an intranet than an internet, right? Where it's it's all of their own system that you can hack into their system, and they have information on a lot of people, but nobody else does. Right, and like you have, you know, and, and was it uh, was it episode two? I think, right? You know, the archives must be incomplete, right? Yeah, like the Jedi archives. Well, those seem to just be mostly like listings of planets and shit, <laughs> you know, well, like and maps. <laughs> and, and in the original uh, New Hope, right, when Obi Wan talks to R2-D2 and he's like plug in you should be able to interpret the entire imperial network yeah exactly you know like they have an imperial network right right? that is sort of like the internet but it's all contained into the imperial computer system and it's not used for things like arguing with strangers no definitely (laughs) not you in fact I'm pretty sure that if you argue or bully uh, on the galactic intranet Darth Vader comes and kills you. Yeah, space That's, space book. It's called <laughs> space book. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Palpatine was right. Palpatine yeah, right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god! They almost overthrew the empire. Oh my god. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, a little bit more interconnected if they had that, like, oh, man, shit's going down. Did you yeah. see that Order 66 hashtag? <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. Hashtag, hashtag Order 66. <laughs> <laughs> you know that if that took place in, like, this society, like, half of the internet would be, like, you know, up in arms about it, and the other half would be like, go Order 66. Yeah. <laughs> Make Coruscant great again, you know, like. <laughs> so I know that we're going to get into it, but one of the things that just kind of piggybacking off that, that was really cool to see in this episode of... Of uh, Obi Wan was actually 
somebody who was on that other side and he did believe nothing wrong with a little order, you know, the, oh, the little the like, yeah, the, the guy that picks them up like as a scavenger or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, it was kind of cool to see that. Yes, there are people that support the empire that yeah, are very course. happy to have the empire there that, that absolutely believe in it. Right. Yeah, those people and those people are fucking idiots. Yeah. Well, like, just like people that believe in the government of this country are fucking <laughs> morons. Anyway. So Obi-Wan, the first two episodes of Obi-Wan, Came on, came on very strong and very awesome. Like they were just very good episodes. The biggest thing I think that stood out um, for me was the 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 way that Ewan McGregor is playing the character. Um, he's doing a very good job as, of playing somebody who you know we haven't seen since Revenge of the Sith. Yep. Um, and he's, you know, he's cut himself off from the force and he's like in many ways a broken man. Yeah. And like you, oh, yeah. you see that a lot. And his only lot in life right now is to watch over Luke Skywalker from afar and, and cut, I don't, I don't know, what is that, Bantha meat or whatever, like that factory he's working in. Like, uh, I, <laughs> I think it's Crate Dragon. What? Yeah, seriously, really? because that's what it looks like. It looks like they're in sort of like the, the spine of a Crate Dragon. Oh, I didn't really put that together, but okay. Yeah. Sure, I'll go with that. Yeah. Um, but I really love the way that he's playing the character. Um, I think he's doing a very good job with it. And I like the, you know, the story is like a bit of a slow burn. Um, but the one thing, you know, I think like, let's just talk about it. You know, the the most of the story I feel like is a surprise for most people. Because I think just like with everything going into these things, especially Star Wars, because Star Wars fans can be fucking insufferable sometimes. Um <laughs> I think we all had a different <laughs> perception of what this show was going to be going into it. You know, I think that you have your your prequel crowd, which was expecting it to just be like, you know, more prequel stuff, like lots of yep. fancy lightsaber battles. And that would be cool, right? And then I think you have your, you know, your original trilogy crowd that was hoping it would be, you know, a lot more like that, which I think is more they're going. And then you yep. have your sequel trilogy crowd, and those people are just sociopathic idiots if you like the, the sequel trilogy, with the exception of The Last Jedi, because The Last Jedi is probably the best Star Wars movie. Um, but you I, I'm know. still holding out hope that they can do things in both Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka. Well, they already are. They already yeah, are. They already are that are going to make the sequels better. Yeah. Like, like they did – like. There was so much hate around the prequels when they first came out, and now Revenge of the Sith is one of the best movies that like fans yeah. just absolutely love, and that's largely because of Dave Filoni, right? And right. The 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 extra story that he's gotten a chance to tell. Yeah, all when that in between first, time. When we first saw Order sixty six, it was the dumbest thing ever. But now, because of all these things, now you realize how how intense it was, right? So it makes it so much See, better. See, I so disagree. Hopefully I always, the sequels will, will get that. I always right. thought Revenge of the Sith was a great movie. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing that they can do in between the original uh, trilogy and the sequel trilogy to negate the fact that they seriously made Poe Dameron say, somehow... The emperor has returned. Yeah. There's no, there's no erasing that line. No, like, <laughs> <laughs> just the ham-fisted storytelling yeah. was, was just uh, so tragic. And, so like, bad. Everything was Snoke. None of it was good. No. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was good at first, and then you realized it was like, oh, Snoke is just a, a, a I don't even know what he is. He's this giant space being who's a Sith apparently also and yeah. has Sithy powers but couldn't predict the fact that Kylo Ren was gonna just murk him. I just, just none of it made any sense. Yeah. So, I mean I love seeing him die in The Last Jedi because he was fucking useless. Yeah, that was awesome too. But um yeah so back to Obi-Wan though. I yeah. mean the 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 biggest surprise I think for Obi Wan is Leia. Yes, um, definitely. You know, like I was I was not surprised to see a Leia cameo, right? But I thought it was just going to be a cameo, and then she became like a central part of the story, and that was yeah. surprising. Yeah, it was really really cool to see, and I think that the actress that they have playing Leia is just phenomenal. Um, you know, I think Carrie Fisher would have been really, really happy with the way that she has played the character and staying true to the Leia that she created. Yeah, she's um, such a snarky little twat. It's great. Yeah, it's amazing. 
Um, one of the things I did want to just touch on as well, though, you know, talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi as a, a broken man, one of the things that I was actually thinking about was that it's so much more than just Anakin. Right. Like the fact that he failed Anakin, the fact that Anakin became Darth Vader and turned on everyone. It's so much more than that, because Obi-Wan was the one who found the clones. So he would have taken responsibility. He would have felt responsibility for literally all of the death, not only the death of uh, the Jedi, but the death of the clone troopers, too. Like we have that great scene uh, in Obi-Wan where he sees the clone trooper who's just out on the streets begging. And it was just such like a brilliant scene. Yeah, that was a cool scene. And and like he like I don't think that the clone trooper would have recognized Obi Wan. A lot of people say like, oh yeah, he definitely did. I don't think that that's necessarily true. Yeah, I don't buy that. I I think it was just like a cool Easter egg, but it's also something that shows you just why this was so devastating. It's because it wasn't just about Anakin turning on Obi Wan. It was it was so much more. It was the entire the entire destruction of the Republic was really kind of on Obi-Wan's shoulders because he was the one who found the found the clones. He was the one who pushed forward the clones and well to be and to fought be, alongside them. To be fair, there were several dozen Jedi that just didn't know that the most powerful Sith Lord to ever live was just chilling there with them the entire time like you know yeah just i mean that's that's on all of the jedi you know all of their jedi senses uh definitely shit the bed on that one so that's not just fully on obi-wan that's on all those idiots yeah i mean especially uh uh mace window yeah but speaking of other jedi let's talk about um the uh no 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 mace window did no wrong okay mace window is the only one that took action he came in and he fucked the emperor up and if it wasn't for little bitch boy anakin getting a cheap shot in yeah mace window would have stabbed the emperor through his stupid face and there wouldn't have been six more movies that's neither here, <laughs> that's neither here nor there um the let, let's get into the other little cool little easter eggs because yeah that opening scene where the inquisitors are uh roughing up the bar on tatooine and they talk about the yeah, jedi very cool and she throws that knife and that it stops in midair, everybody automatically is like, oh, here's Obi-Wan. We're going to get a cool action scene. But, like, no, it's random Jedi F, you know, whatever his name is. And he doesn't even have his lightsaber on him. He's running away. And later on, you f- he goes to Obi-Wan to beg for help. And Obi-Wan's like, no. Like, first of all, he tries to yeah. deny who he is. And then he's like, no, no, we're done. Yeah, we GFY. lost. Goodbye. Yeah, bury your lightsaber in the middle of the desert and go live a normal life. And then that was a cool scene later, yeah. both when you see that Jedi hanging from the street and when Obi-Wan goes into the middle of the desert and pulls out not only his lightsaber, but also Anakin's lightsaber. Yeah. That was a cool little scene. Yeah, very much so. I, I I really liked him pulling out the box and pulling out the two lightsabers. I loved the fact that they hung the Jedi out in the middle of the streets, like uh, o- almost like a Game of Thrones style, right? Yeah. Where it, it was like, oh, like he lay with lions, you know, like. Like they showed, like what happens if you are a Jedi in hiding, and what happens if you hide the Jedi? Like it, it. Yeah, if you're a sympathizer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I loved how the. So let's talk about the other characters, right? The Inquisitors. The yeah. third sister is obviously that girl from the opening scene, the young when they yes. showed that temple, yeah. the you know the yeah, Order sixty six yeah. temple scene, the youngling scene. That's obviously her. Um, I like her character because I've always loved the Inquisitors and that whole power dynamic of how most of them are, um, you know, former Jedi turned evil or whatever. But I'm sorry, she's not a good actress. I she just she uh, her just it, she she's trying to play somebody who's. You know, whether you can't tell if she does she want revenge because she's angry with what happened and how she feels maybe the Jedi abandoned her or is she just fully evil? Like you don't understand what her motives is, mo- motives are because she only has one note and it's grimace and angry and it's just like yeah. it, just, it falls flat every time and it really irritates me. Yeah, it's really, really, really tough um, because it's it's a very tough character to play and um, uh, Moses Ingram is her name and, and she's I don't think that she's a bad actress. I just think that maybe she's not getting the right direction that she needs uh, because you're absolutely right. Like the character is cool. The storyline is cool. Everything that she's been doing is very cool, but when she's there, it's just – it really is. It's falling flat. It's its really removing a lot of energy from the storyline. Um, 
the bickering that's going on in between the Inquisitors to see that like, I like you see you yes. do yeah I wasn't really a fan of. no because that's like when you go back and watch you know like the Inquisitors are always like that the Inquisitors are just like a bunch of babies it's all just like one big power struggle to who's gonna be the next Grand Inquisitor or who's gonna right. like get to suck Vader's dick like right they're like so I'm totally cool with that dynamic um it, it's just something about her performance just really it it just sucks the life out of the the scenes um because it's so one note and even even the uh, the other guy with the ninth brother or whatever he is who's, yeah. who's interestingly han from fast and the furious like <laughs> yeah. that was such a bizarre it's, little it is, like it is a cool little uh yeah yeah like he yeah. he's much better because he comes off as a little bit more evil you know um less less of a chip on his shoulder more just like an opportunist kind of guy um you know and it's just just like, like you know, what she, she reminds me of like listening to Tom Brady do a press conference when he loses a football game. Like that's just, just like angry for no reason because you have this like sense of entitlement. Like just, yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I like I'm very much looking forward to when Vader comes in and just murks all of them. And Obi Wan's gonna end up killing all of them. Well, sure. Obi Wan's gonna kill one or two, but I yeah. definitely think Vader is going to because in um. <laughs> Uh, in Fallen Order, doesn't Vader kill the ninth sister? Like, he's the one who ends up, he, like, throws her into the... Yes, but <clears throat> to be fair, he only <clears throat> he only seems to do that because she was having a moment where she seemed to be turning back to the light side, you know, at the very end there. Yeah, After okay. the final fight, and, like, okay. you know, Vader's not gonna stand for that. Um, you know, it wasn't so much because she had, like, you know, failed or whatever. Obviously, if she had failed, Vader would have fucking cut her head off, too. But let's talk yeah. about Vader. This was cool to see... Oh. Live Vader. action Vader, you know, um, James Earl Jones bringing the voice oh, back. Love like, it. it. It makes it feel so real. It makes yeah. it feel so much a part of continuity. It makes it feel so canon. I just loved every minute of it. But here's the problem. Here is the problem. And here in lies the rub. Well, there are two, there are two potential problems. Let's first talk about the looming canon issue which again we have three issue three episodes left to fix but let's talk about this so we talked about obi-wan disconnected from the force which is why he yep. he wielded his lightsaber like a little youngling bitch and had no idea what he was doing and got his ass handed to him by vader yep. perfectly acceptable you totally expect that to happen but we all know the line from a new hope when i left you i was but the student now i am the master right so that that implies that at some point there's going to be another lightsaber battle where Obi-Wan once again kicks Vader's ass because otherwise, if we're just left with that lightsaber battle, uh, uh, Vader has already become the master. He beat the shit out of Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan didn't, like, fumbled around like an idiot. Yeah. Small small issue, small issue. Yeah, there's, they're, they're starting to break some of the continuity a little bit. Um I think I think that what's going to happen is actually Vader defeats Obi-Wan in the next fight. I think I think something's going to happen to Obi-Wan's brain where like I think not like not like a, like a memory loss or like or like a complete memory loss, but maybe like he gets like he gets hit in the head or he he forgets some things because like the whole opening scene in uh, – or not opening scene, but the first time that you see Obi-Wan and Luke in A New Hope, he, he's very different and he's very confused. He's a lot older. You know, I mean obviously R2 and 3PO are there and he has literally no recollection of them, right? Now, could he just be playing? Is he just – you know, does he not really recognize R2? Like – that's all remains to be seen, but I think that there's going to be something that happens that makes Obi-Wan, I don't know, he's going to, I think he's going to lose to Vader when they fight. Well, see, here's my thing when it comes to, like, droid recollection. There are n countless planets in the Star Wars universe yeah. with countless droids, and I don't really know enough, I don't really go that deep to understand, like, how... A human being can understand R two D two when he goes beep beep boop beep bloop bloop, and they be like, oh shit, that's R two. And it's not like these droids are walking walking around with stamps on their heads that say R two D two C three P O. So to me, it stands to perfect reason that there is 
somewhere else in the universe, an R2 unit that is blue and white, and Obi-Wan could easily be confused by who the fuck is this droid. Like, like that, because yeah. we've already seen, Fair. you know, lots of other 3PO units, right? You know, so, like, to me, I'm okay with that little bit of recollection issue like that. I, I think you can explain that away, but I totally see what you're saying. But yeah. let's talk about the bigger issue. And this is not a continuity issue. This is just me bitching about the third episode of Obi-Wan. Okay, here we go. Fucking, first of all, you make me watch this like 10 minute scene of this cat and mouse chase between Vader and Obi-Wan <laughs> in the fucking desert, okay? Like, and it looked like they were just in the same place. Yes. Like, it looked like, like they weren't really moving. They were just kind of running around in circles. Which again, fine. You got some really cool scenes with like the in the the, yeah. blue, the blue lightsaber igniting the dark. Like that was cool in the little fight scene, right? And it was totally fucking badass when Vader dumped like, you know, some sort of flammable liquid on the ground, lifted Obi-Wan up, ignited the 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 liquid with his lightsaber and started to drag Obi-Wan through the fire. Like, up until this point, I'm like, this is fucking awesome, right? Yeah. You know, symbolism, right? And then Vader waves his hand, uses the force to completely extinguish this giant, like, 12-foot diameter pile of flame that he just created. Yeah. And he's like, stormtroopers, get Obi-Wan. <laughs> they go to pick up Obi-Wan. The chick that Obi-Wan was the Rebel Alliance, whatever her name is, she was yeah. up there as a sniper. She shoots again down there, reignites that blaze, and now puts a, the, the, a, a pit of fire the exact same size as the one that Darth Vader just put out between Darth yep. Vader and Obi-Wan. And the droid slowly lumbers up to take away Obi-Wan while Vader and the stormtroopers just fucking stand there. Like, if, if Vader had literally just waved his hand and put out the exact same blaze and he stood there for like two minutes and watched this slow-ass droid <laughs> yeah, the drag worst, Obi-Wan away. The worst like, droid ever. How does he escape? Like, that just, like, I, I'm willing to accept a lot of, like, ridiculous escapes in the Star Wars universe because that's, like, a trope that's, like, what they yeah, do. Yeah. But a lot of them are, like, you're totally fine with, right? Yeah. And, and very often... This you can, one was a little much. Right. And very often you can chalk it up to the either the ineptitude of the stormtroopers or the fact that, you know... Somebody like Vader just doesn't care that much, right? Like when he lets, yeah. like when when, he, when they escape Cloud City, you know, like Vader doesn't really give a shit about Han, you know, and Leia going away, so he lets them go. He wants to torture Obi Wan, and he just fucking stands there in this pit of fire that he literally just extinguished. Yeah. Like, come on! I was so irritated by it. It took me out of the episode so much. Yeah, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Maybe they'll explain it in the next episode. No, I they doubt won't. it. No, I they doubt won't. it. But cat and mouse game is like yeah. that what you're showing me? Like, yeah, he's in it for the hunt. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he wants him to escape. Like, like, is he a predator? All of a sudden, I just yeah, don't get like it. I don't understand. Yeah, like it really irritated. It's me. It's one of those things, like he, like Vegeta style. Like he wants him to like achieve his perfect forms. So yeah, like, right. He wants a like, like I don't understand. Like, like there he is. You hate him. Yeah. And like, okay, can we talk? Can we talk about the lifter droid for a second? So I appreciate when they use practical effects in Star Wars. I, oh yeah. Especially in that they have in Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and and a lot of the things that they've done recently. I appreciate when they're using practical effects. This droid looked terrible. This was obviously, I mean, it was, I mean, obviously a guy in a suit, but like it looked like I kept waiting for him to like reveal himself as you, like a Rebel Alliance member. You know what like, it looked like? I was waiting for him to like take the helmet off and be like, ha ha, I was a guy the whole time. You know like, what it looked like? It looked like one of those Boston Dynamics robots. Like, it, I mean, that's what I thought it looked like. You know what it looked like? It looked like a 1960s, like, kaiju movie. Like, it looked like, <laughs> like, he was just, like, so clunky in this suit. And it was just obviously, like, a plastic <laughs> suit. It didn't look like a droid. Like, all of the other droids, even when they're a guy in a suit, it looks like a droid, right? This guy just didn't. I don't know. It just, it wasn't there for me. I really didn't like that lifter droid. 
you know. So uh, are we going to like see? So we're obviously going to see Qui Gon. Qui Gon is going to show yeah, up as he, a Force Ghost. Definitely. That's probably what you know helps Obi Wan obviously reconnect to the Force and like definitely. have his you know little like little power up moment or whatever. Uh, are we going to see any other big name Jedi? Because for me, I think that this is a perfect opportunity to bring back Mace Windu, but also to kill him. Uh, I think I think that could be cool, um, like an older Mace Windu. I think that would definitely yeah. be cool. I think it would definitely be cool to see um, maybe a, uh, a few unnamed Jedi or I, Quinlan Voss is obviously going to be. See, he, he's he's going to be somewhere see, in there. I don't want to see any of these. If it's not a if it's not a, a Jedi that like a big name Jedi, I don't want to fucking see him. Okay, well, like, so here's here's the big. Who name. the fuck is Quinlan Voss? He was in one episode of uh, of Clone Wars, and people are losing their minds. Yeah, okay. That so they even talked about him, and like yeah, I don't like I don't care about don't Quinlan care Voss. Either. No, yeah. I don't give a shit. Show who me I Mace do, fucking Windu, or I, at least Keanu. Mundi, but well, he's dead. No, he's no, dead. Right? Yeah, he's, Keanu, Keanu he's full on dead. dead. Yeah. Um, you know who I do think they are going to bring in, though, and I think there's going to be a very cool crossover. Is Cal Kestis? Yeah. I think I think Cal Kestis is definitely going to be in this. Like being, able he's not to going to be in this show, but he's going to be in live action eventually. I think he's going to be in this show. What makes you think that? I don't think so. I think it's so, a bit of a stretch. I think that they were kind of hinting at it with the Inquisitors showing the underwater Inquisitor base. Um, oh, th- from that last level in Fallen yeah, Order? Yeah, from the last <laughs> level in Fallen Order. I think you're going to lead up to that, right? I think that we're, we may or may not get introduced to the ninth sister. Um, and maybe what was who was the other one? The the fifth sister? Who was the big one that you that you fight? Like I, th- I thought that was the ninth sister, and I thought uh, the other the main villain was the uh, second sister. I don't remember. Oh, I th- I, I, yeah. lose, I lose track. I, I lose track. Yeah, too. I, too many yeah. I thought them. the I thought the main villain was the ninth sister, and then there was yeah, because there were the knight sisters in the game, and then there was the ninth sister right. yeah. in the game, and it was like. Wait, who? Wait, who are we talking about now? Wait, is it the witches? Is it is it the the evil person? Like, where are we going with this? I definitely think that Cal Kestis is going to show up in live action at some point. I don't think it's going to be in this show, though. I feel like it's too. I f- I feel like the reason I feel like he's not going to show up there is for the same reason I feel like Quinlan Voss isn't going to show up because it's oh, like I definitely think Quinlan Voss is showing too up. much of like a deep cut in in a lot of things because he's yeah. not you know it was it wasn't like when uh when Cad Bane showed up right because Cad Bane was in a lot of episodes like everybody knew who Cad Bane was if you had yes. watched you know yeah. Clone Wars and Rebels and, and whatnot yep. but when when you when when somebody said when Kevin said to me Quinlan Voss I was like who who the yeah, fuck is who, that like who is you can't give me Voss? a one episode Jedi you know right cuz like we already know right from Mandalorian and the upcoming Ashoka show we know we're going to get live action Ezra like that's obviously going to happen yeah we know we're going to get uh, live action Thrawn right so they're willing to do these sorts of things the crossover we are you know and we already got obviously Ashoka was was a big one Um, you know we've already gotten a lot of these live action crossovers uh, or I'm sorry, uh, 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 animated crossovers coming into live action so I think it's definitely going to happen but I think that Cal Kestis, for me, I think is the biggest win. I just don't think it's going to happen in this show because it makes a lot of sense for him to show up at some point. Yeah, I agree that it would make sense for him to show up. Um, I I definitely think that they I, – I think that they are going to have him. I think that if not, they'll definitely – Hint at maybe his teacher, which I forget his teacher's name from the game. Oh, Sir June. Yeah, Sir June. Uh, I think that they they'll, See, they they might talk about him. You know what I would love for them to do the best way the best way for them to hint at his uh, his existence and that tie in is to have the Inquisitors talk about the loss of the holocron that they destroy at the end of the game because they were all after the holocron right to like obviously hunt down four sensitive children that the inquisitors do right and obviously when you beat the game you get the holocron and the last uh, cutscene is cal destroying the holocron leaving their fate to the force that for me would be the coolest little tie-in have a line about the inquisitors 
talking about that incident. Don't they don't even and they don't even need to mention Cal Kestis by name. Just talk about how some rogue Jedi or some rogue group of you know fighter pilots or whoever that you know ever they want to describe uh, yeah. Seer June, you know, and 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 uh, I was gonna say Greedo. Um, what was the, <laughs> the pilot's name? Uh, oh, uh, Gre- Gre- Grievous. Grieve- no, not, no, Grievous, not Grievous. No, no, it's like Grieve something. Yeah. Greed. Damn, it's going to drive me insane. I played yeah. that game like six times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like like reference that incident. Like that for me would be really fucking cool. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. Um, it it it's definitely. I'm intrigued to see where it goes from here. What is going to be the story? What is going to happen? Like, I I really think it's going to be cool. Um, it, or at least it has the potential to be. It's just, are they adding too much? Is there like I feel like any if there's Jedi that like last beyond this, because obviously it's been 10 years till now. And then there's another 10 years until a new hope. Right. So there's a lot that's going to happen here. And then I hope that it all kind of just goes away. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see where they leave everyone off, right? And like, kind of what happens. Yeah, well, it's one of those things, you know. I mean, that like, the, like one of the main reasons why, especially a game like Fallen Order, is so acceptable in terms of canon, um, is the fact that you know you you have your your scenes right where they they raid the Jedi Temple, right? But it's one of those things where you know it's like comic book logic, right? They never – they're at no point in time um, do they ever say to you like there are precisely 375 Jedi you yeah, know, or like no, whatever. But right? they do say and, that there's only two left. Huh? What are you talking about? In in the original trilogy, they only – they say that there's only two left. Yeah, but no. OK, but this, this is the point I'm making though. Well. Like – Who's like who's to say though like who who is the authority on that knowledge is my point right Yoda like, you know when you watch Facebook <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Spacebook that's yeah. right no when Spacebook. You, no one no one's checking in at the Jedi Temple when yeah. you when you Jedi. <laughs> I'm just saying like when you when you watch all of the stuff right like it it's very easy to believe that there were possibly dozens of like why would the Inquisitors exist if not to hunt down more Jedi and just the four sensitive children. Then you have people like, you know, Cal Kestis, who were yeah. like younglings, and obviously a lot like his his uh, survival is proof that other younglings could have survived because yeah, he was on a fair. ship, right? Not all of the younglings were at a temple. So my point is that I don't even know where I was going with this. There's a lot more Jedi out there that I think you're there. You are initially led to believe. Yeah. So they could keep making stories like this for a very long time, and each one of them could be very unique and awesome. I mean, like when we saw like Rebels, right? You know, just yep. that was all based on another youngling that had escaped, right? They weren't all, you know. I, I think it's. I'm, I'm very excited about where they can go with a lot of these stories and other Jedi they can bring in. Yeah, I I am as well. I think it'll be really cool to see, you know, how the story develops and what other Jedi. Where like how are the Inquisitors all going to die? Are we going to see more Vader? Um, the one thing that I hope we do not see, and I cannot stress this enough, I don't want to see it, and it feels like they're leading us there. Oh God, what is Obi Wan Kenobi's brother? I just what I have no interest in what anything to do with Obi Wan Kenobi's wait. brother. Obi Wan has a brother. Yeah, he talks about it in the episode. Oh, that's right. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, he's like talking about like his childhood and like his parents and how he was taken from his parents when he was a, a young kid. Oh, if they if they talked about Obi-Wan's brother for the, literally the first time ever, yeah, they're going to show his brother. Yeah, right? And it's so annoying and I definitely like I see I like I hope it's like it, an Eddie Murphy moment where it's his twin brother and it's also played by Ewan McGregor. Oh, man. <laughs> see, that would be awesome. So, I wouldn't mind that and I but I don't want them to do like Oh, like like they do in Marvel Comics, right? Like with the third Summers brother or like the unspoken, right? Where all of a sudden this brother comes out of nowhere and is like super duper powerful and now fights all of like the people, right? Like, so Obi-Wan's brother is actually stronger than he is and yeah, or they're going to fight to the death. Inquisitor, you no, know, they're, like, they're going to fight to the death and then you're going to find out that the Obi-Wan we see in A New Hope is actually his twin brother. The original Obi-Wan from the prequel trilogy is dead oh <laughs> man 
Ben is not a joke, man. Yeah, that Ben is, is not a joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why his name is Ben and not Obi Wan. Oh, that's he's the, he's a clone of Obi Wan. So what we see in A New Hope is the clone of Obi Wan and that's not like, real Obi Wan. That that's like something like I feel like like Dave Filoni called up George Lucas is like, hey, would you like to contribute anything to this story? And he's like, yes. Uh, Obi Wan actually has a brother. His name is Ben, and in in A New Hope, it's actually Obi Wan's brother, the real Obi Wan. And Dave Filoni, okay, thanks, thanks, George. Go. Just go back to your cocaine and hookers. We'll see you later, man. Yeah, Put the phone on yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, Listen, I didn't really want your opinion. This was just like a courtesy call. You're you're done for, old man. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Obi-Wan's brother for a second, right? And the idea of Obi-Wan's brother. Why? Uh, just, just for a hot <laughs> second, because I, I think it's something that not a lot of fans out there really know about, um, especially younger fans or more casual Star Wars fans. So in the original screenplay of Return of the Jedi, there was supposed to be a line of dialogue where Obi-Wan was talking about his brother. And what was his brother's name? Owen Lars. So in the original screenplay for original Return of the Jedi, Obi-Wan Kenobi's brother was supposed to be Owen Lars, who died in the first movie, the one who was taking care of Luke, right. Uncle Owen, Aunt Peru, etc. Now, if that was true, uh, when Obi-Wan learned of their death, he'd be one of the coldest motherfuckers out there because he literally has <laughs> no emotion whatsoever upon learning about his brother's death who looked after Luke his entire life, like... Like for him to not care about his brother dying, so yeah. If they make him his brother, that would be terrible. That would be horrible. Which I don't think is going to happen. What I do think is going to happen uh, is that they're going to change that concept, and I really feel like they're going to bring in Obi two or Owen Kenobi or whatever you they are going to call him uh, as like a villain to fight against Obi Wan. I think I think they're going to end up having a fight, uh, and that would be so stupid. It would be so bad. There's already it so many villains so in the show. No, that would be but so I, dumb. I, I don't know. I think that's I, I. Either either the mention of his brother was just a really really like deep cut Easter egg, or they're doing foreshadowing for what they're going to be doing in the future, which is season more two of, of Obi Wan. More of what I think is happening. <laughs> they're going to foreshadow and ew. They're going to show Obi Wan's brother. And I'm going to groan. <laughs> Ew. Ew. All right. Well, let's 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 switch gears to Top Gun. Yes. Because we saw Top Gun over Memorial Day weekend last weekend because of America. And dude. It, okay, enough. 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 Shut up. God damn it. <laughs> Jesus. Um uh it was it was amazing. It was absolutely everything you wanted it to be in every way possible. It was cheesy. It was over the top. It was so, Deus Ex Machina, oh, so and it was like it was like it was like stepping into a time warp back into the eighties. And I was so happy about it. They they literally like shot for shot redid the opening scene from the first movie with the aircraft carrier. Very the, cool. Uh, the the planes taking off the aircraft carrier yeah. and the same song. Oh, they brought yeah. Danger Zone back. I was. Yeah, it was so great. Yeah, I, I, I gotta say, I really enjoyed so much about the movie. But let's let me be clear: it was overacted. The storyline was ludicrous. the The action scenes were awesome. The villain was faceless, and like it was just like literally like. Yeah, just, well, it was not. It was not a masterpiece of cinema. But I loved every minute of it. Well, the villain. It was amazing. The villain I loved had every to be, minute of the it. villain had to be faceless because they need their China dollars. So they couldn't yes. call the villain China, which is obviously what it was because it was inconspicuous, red themed, obviously communist villain. They had like Could the, have been the, Russia. the the logo looked like you know the principality of Zeon from Gundam, which yeah. is what it made me think of. It was like really cool. Um, I honestly didn't think the acting was that bad. I thought it was like overall pretty good for the the performances that people put on. Like they had just the right amount of cheese and just the right amount of like douche from characters like Hangman. Yeah. Like it was great. Yeah. It was fantastic. And the the my favorite part was 
there's a point like right before the third act where they seem to like really be telegraphing that they're going to kill Maverick. Yes. Because he has a lot of yeah. like really weird, awkward, like semi goodbye moments on the aircraft carrier before they take off. Um, and then like I look like Anthony, I looked at each other, we're like, oh, they're gonna kill Maverick. Yeah, I definitely thought they were going to. And they actually end up shooting his plane down, right? And you're like, okay, Maverick is dead. And then like in the next scene, he had obviously he had ejected and he's like in the snow or whatever. <laughs> it's so and then, awesome. And then it just goes Deus Ex Machina from there because Goose's kid, Rooster, comes back to like save him. He gets shot down, and then they're running through like this the snowy woods of wherever the fuck they are, right? You know, find this like a this Air Air Force base of the enemies. They take and dude, this is the best part. Like it's just such cheese, so amazing. They make a point of talking about how at this Air Force base they have all these next gen fighter planes. Yes. Oh, and just one random F fourteen, which was the plane from yes. the first movie, yes. right? And then of course yes. they get there and it's like, let's steal the F fourteen. And Maverick is in the cockpit and Goose's son is in the back flying the F fourteen. I'm like, this is just everything you wanted it from was, this movie. And they're just talking about what a piece of garbage like the plane is uh, now. Like it was just so good. Like like once they became immortal heroes, like it was, it's very much like what happened to Die Hard. Yes, where he goes from being a real guy, yes, to being like a superhero, unkillable. Yeah, he's an unkillable, un like doesn't even get injured when rolling in a car. You know, like <laughs> flying through the air, explosions everywhere. And yeah. forget it. He's like an immortal hero. Totally fine. That's that's exactly what happened here. Once once I saw that. Uh, Maverick survived right. getting shot down, I was like, oh, he's definitely not dying. Yeah. I'm like, now I know, like, forget it. None of the heroes are in jeopardy, and this is just going to be, like, pure nostalgia. Dude, it was fun. pure 80s octane fuel, man. And then, and then the last so scene when they're, when they're getting, when they, they think they've escaped, and there's one fighter plane that's coming after them, and it's a next-gen fighter, and they're out of oh. weapons or whatever, and you think they're going to die, and then Hangman comes in. As I was waiting for Hangman to do something awesome all movie and that was the perfect opportunity for him to because he was the Iceman of this movie like, yeah, and it oh, was very much so so yeah. great to have him come in and yeah. save the day at the end oh it was so sexy <laughs> yeah he was great man I just loved to hate him I love and that's like from what I understand, now I've never met fighter pilots in my entire life, but from what I understand, they're much more like Hangman than they are Maverick. Yeah, totally. Like a lot of those guys, because literally you have to be the best of the best of the best in order to be able to be a fighter pilot. Yeah. And like these guys, like they just, they're the jerkiest, cockiest, like motherfuckers out there and they have every right to be yep. because they're so unbelievably talented and they have to do all of this work in order to get there Dude, and, and they're they had, in charge of these multi-million dollar pieces of machinery. And they even had the the, the beach scene again except, except in the shirtless beach scene except instead of volleyball it was football this time. Oh, what did they call it? What did they, what was the team name? Building. The, they called no, it team what building. Was the team building. name of the game? Where you play offense and defense at the same time. Oh, I don't, oh dog fight football. Oh yeah, dog fight football. Oh, yeah, dog fight football. Yes. And there, he's, he's like, "What's the score?" He's like, "I don't know." Yeah. I think they stopped keeping score a long time ago. Oh, uh, it was so good. And then let's so let's talk about Iceman though for a minute because I, you know, when you watch the trailers, oh, they 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 obviously reference Iceman, um, Val Kilmer, but we all know that in real life. Val Kilmer has got this throat issue. He hasn't really acted in quite a while yeah. because he like literally can barely fucking speak. Uh, he cannot. Um, he has lost. Yeah. He has lost the ability and to speak. And he, um, he, they were showing some scenes where Maverick was texting with him, and they made a lot of references to Iceman, who's now like an admiral in the Navy. Yeah. And then you get this scene where you actually see Val Kilmer, oh, so and good. it was so. Awesome, and it was like a truly heartwarming scene. Yeah, like because it's Val Kilmer like acting with barely being able to talk. Like he speaks, but it, like you know he, he can barely speak. And it's like they hug each other, and then he's like, "Who's the better fighter pilot?" Like, oh, it was so. Yeah. It was just such an awesome. And you you get it's cool because you get to see they make it very clear to show you that after the events of the original movie, Iceman and Maverick have become like brothers. Like, and it's yeah. such a cool fucking scene. It was probably my favorite scene in the movie except yeah. for Hangman saving the day. So, Hangman saving the day, I was definitely waiting for
for the you can be my wingman anytime, no bullshit. You can yeah, be right. My. I was waiting for that between Miles Teller and and Hangman, but we didn't get it. Uh, that seems to me like a missed opportunity, but. But Maverick, Maverick buzzed the tower. That Maverick was cool. did buzz the tower. He but didn't he get didn't, the line. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't do the line though. Right. He didn't ask for permission to buzz right. the tower. He just buzzed the tower. Yeah. Which, fine. Okay. That was great. Um, I loved and it. And then the other line that they missed, in my opinion, was when they're in the chase with the other, like, with the more advanced airplanes. I thought they were going to do the the line. I'm going to hit the brakes and he's going to fly right by. Yeah, right. right? Like I thought they were going to do that. I'm going to bring him in close. You're yeah. going to do what? You're going to do what? <laughs> yeah, I thought that's exactly what they were going to do, dude. And then I'm going to hit the brakes. He's going to fly right by. I thought for the entire movie because I, I need to go back and watch the first movie. But the Jennifer Connelly character, the love interest, I swore that the first time that you see him pull up to her house, I swore that was Viper's house from yeah. the first movie. And I thought they were going to reveal that that was like Viper's daughter or something, which would have been so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, but even then, it was such a cool little scene to have like, you know, Maverick, because she didn't want her daughter to see, so Maverick has to jump out the window after they fucked, like, you yeah, know, that... like a high school kid sneaking out. Like, it was great. Yeah. I, I just, I really <laughs> like Jen- Jennifer Conley in this movie, too. Yeah. Um, I thought she was, I thought she was absolutely great as like the bar owner and, yeah, it was one of those things, you know, it had no relation to the first movie. Like, her character was just created for this movie because, yeah. you know, like, there's no no real point in, you know, bringing Kelly McGillis back and having that whole thing. Like, you can no. live you can live without that love story or yeah. whatever. But it was cool to just, like, talk about that, that history and how Maverick is, like, continued to live his life, like, flying by the seat of his pants. Like, yeah. you know, just moving from place to place and, like, a whole thing. It was very, very cool. And it just, the movie for me, because, again... It was like a, it was almost a not a not a shot for shot remake, but there were a lot of scenes, a lot of moments that were just literally carbon copied from the 1985 movie over to this movie, and it just shows it just goes to show you that like you can make really good movies without having to be a douche about it. Yeah, like there's a reason why so many movies from the 80s and 90s still hold up today and are still beloved today is because they're good. They're really good movies. Just because they don't, like, you know, are shot in black and white or whatever, made by, like, film students with, like, you know, like, trying to change the world with their vision of a movie. Like, go fuck yourself, okay? Like, sometimes I just want to go to the movies to see... (laughs) (laughs) But even Clerks, it's it's all dick and fart jokes, right? You know, like, that Kevin Smith guy. (laughs) Like, I don't don't need, like, I don't need to go to a movie to have some, like, deep meaning to every single movie I watch. Like, sometimes I just want to see shit blown up yeah like like, but like and sometimes you just want a feel-good movie like where you're just like are cheering and like really happy at the end like and this is that this is exactly that it you don't put too much thought into it you don't put too much like like don't go like expecting like you know uh, rosebud or anything like that right like (laughs) you're not you're not gonna get like an oscar-winning performance here but you're gonna walk away with like Damn it, that was so much fun. Like, it's just such a wild ride at the theater. And, like, it, yeah, America, America. (laughs) (laughs) It was so fucking great. Yeah, I loved it. Um, Loved it. I'm not going to lie, I would watch the Top Gun 3. I like, I I was so I was just gonna say not only would I watch a Top Gun three I would probably watch a Top Gun four yeah like, like, like don't don't have Maverick fly anymore make it about like Rooster and Hangman and all those new characters they yeah introduced. but yeah I, like Miles Teller did a great job I yeah. forget the actor that played Hangman but like I would watch him again the the girl that played Phoenix like all those new characters were great like they all did a great job yeah I think I think if you bring back the characters you bring back Jennifer Conley as just like even just as a cameo to be and the bar then owner, reveal that she's Viper's daughter. And then, and then I wanted her to be Viper's daughter so bad. Eventually reveal that she is Viper's daughter. I wanted her to be Viper's daughter so bad. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. That would Man. be hilarious. All right, well listen, we uh, we are are done with today's episode. Um, more stuff to come. We'll be back after Obi-Wan finishes um, very soon. Uh, obviously, we'll be talking about The Boys. Just got released yesterday, season yes. three. Yes. We're going to watch that, have some shit to talk about that. Miss Marvel is coming out on Disney Plus this week, so we'll have stuff yep. to talk about that. Lots of other news and things happening. Um, we're June 8th in three days, yeah. we will have the first trailer for Black Adam, which I know everyone here 
in, at what? Ready Set Review what? is super excited about. What? What? <laughs> it's Morbin <Yeah>. time. <laughs> Morbius too. It's okay. Morbin time. Wait, we need to talk about just one last thing about it's Morbin time. <laughs> so they re-released Morbius in theaters. No, they dude. This was like Sony got trolled. No, no, dude. This is why I love the internet. Sony got trolled so hard because there was a you know a campaign. I'm putting up air quotes oh, for people, man. right? Um, that that. Uh, to re- to release the movie again in theaters, so it could be experienced again in theaters, right? And it was very obviously just a troll campaign because Sony re-released the movie in theaters in like more screens than it got released on during its initial release, and the weekend numbers it made like eighty five thousand yeah, dollars. Oh yeah. my! Like not even a hundred thousand dollars. It cost them. It definitely cost them more to re-release this movie. Sony got dude. This is what the internet was made for, to troll idiots like Sony oh, into re-releasing their garbage movies into theaters. This is what the internet is for. Thank you, internet. So I would, I wish that Sony would take a note from Top Gun and just, they realize, they gotta realize that, look, they just are making such shitty movies. Like, do not compete with Marvel. Do not even try and compete with DC. Like, just embrace the garbage and just put out a garbage over the top movie. Well, that's what they did like, with Venom too. Yeah, but then and they the tried Venom to be serious. The Venom movies are yeah. amazing. But then they I tried to be serious movies. with Morbius, and it just didn't work. It's, it's Morbin time, baby. dude. It is so bad. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, but the uh, what else is coming out soon? The Elvis movie is coming out oh, soon. We're gonna be talking gonna be about so that. Uh, yeah. The new Jordan Peele movie, Nope, is coming out. We're gonna yes. be talking about that. Um, so lots of good movies coming out this summer. Lots of stuff for us to talk about. It's going to be a great summer. So uh, yeah, summer blockbusters. Yeah, Thor, Love and Thunder as well. Yep. In, in about a month's time. Yep. Right? So hammer. Uh, yeah. yes, exactly. Like, oh yeah, baby. Yeah. I'm gonna let Natalie Portman hammer me. She's got nice. She is. Jesus nice. Christ. Well done. Her and Tessa Thompson. <laughs> I want to be the meat in that sandwich. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, you guys know the drill. Go like, listen, and subscribe. We're on all of your favorite podcast platforms, Google, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. If you listen to a podcast someplace else, stop doing that and listen to one of the big ones, please. Thank you, because that's where we are. Yeah. Uh, Review Podcast Network on Instagram. Check out the link tree. Follow all of our platforms. Um, And uh, we got more content, of course, coming out with Talking Tacos, Cannon Fodder, The Mix, everything coming back in full this summer. Thank you, Chris, at a shared universe had a very wonderful time today i love your shirt by the way the dragon ball yeah, Z shirt. that's like vintage cool. like 2003 i bought that at spencer's gifts like dragon ball <laughs> Z t-shirts like i really fucking dig that shirt um thanks everybody here again in a shared universe i'm matt i'm anthony and as always stay tuned true reviewers 